Welcome again for those who watched me an hour and a half ago or two or two hours ago. If you're not watching Astros and Rangers, but welcome to another edition of the Houston Round Ball Review presents Folks Talking Sports. This is episode 113. And as promised from two weeks ago, she's back. Miss Kenitra Pulliams is joining me from Kansas City, right? Yeah, Kansas City suburbs. Yeah, close enough. Close enough. Yeah. We're going to talk some basketball. We're going to talk some Big 12 basketball tip-off. But first, how are you, ma'am? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, 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 like you said, if folks aren't watching baseball, like, why can't they do both? Why can't they multitask, watch, watch the ALCS, and tune in? Well, they could. And if they are, salute. We got somebody watching us on YouTube. Thank you very much for that. Before we get into basketball, KU football yesterday, Saturday. What happened? Uh, special teams let them down. Elaborate, please. I saw they lost, but yeah, how, yeah. how did they lose? Uh, what went wrong? It started last week. Just the trajectory of their, their kicker, Seth Keller, uh, transfer from Texas State. He's a petite kicker. Okay. So the angle of his kicks, they're very low. And he missed he missed his first kick of the season um, last week. And then his kicking woes continued this week. One was mm. blocked. Snap on another one was bobbled. Um, so basically they left five points on the field um, between extra points and, and two failed two-point conversions. Um, and it, it got to the point to where a change was made mid game, Wow! um, to replace him and, and kicking has been a sore spot, um, for KU recently, hence why they brought him in. Um, they, I mean, KU was moving the ball. They were scoring at will, um, Jason Bean again, starting in place of Jalen Daniels, who was mm-hmm. still dealing with back tightness issues. Um, and and Jason was having success connecting with Quentin Skinner and Mason Fairchild. Um, but, you know, all week long, KU had been promoting their one-two ta- running game tandem, uh, Devin Neal, Daniel Highshaw, and those two players lead all Power Five tandems in rushing. They combined for less than 100 yards yesterday. That's not good. That's below their average. Yeah. Uh, oh, what was the final yeah. score? Uh, I think they lost by seven. Oklahoma State kicked a field goal late. Um, okay. You know, it was, it was Oklahoma State got up early, 14 mm-hmm. nothing. KU battled back, took the lead, um, was up at half, and then you know, third quarter, KU was was doing well. And then the fourth quarter, uh, Oklahoma State closed the game by scoring 14 or 15 straight points. Um, there was a fourth and five. Oh, <laughs> yes. That was, um, depending who you're rooting for, um, you see it one of, you know, one or two, two, two ways. Um, was alignment offside? Was it defensive alignment on offside? You know, depending on the camera angle, some say yes. 
and said lineman sacked Jason Bean and forced a fumble. Mm. Um, How did Coach Lapo see it? He's baffled <laughs> by the by the non call, you know. But of course, you can't really say anything about officiating. Um, but he said, apparently, there's a reason why that question was asked during the post game press conference. So you That's... and you know, draw your draw your own conclusions. But he he just said it was it was it was, it was you know baffling. But he said. Um, he liked the way his team competed. Um, they just weren't consistent for the duration of the game. Fair enough. All right. Hoops now, KP. Have you received word on where you'll be Tuesday? This I will Tuesday? Not, I, I will not be at T-Mobile Center. Either day? No. Oh, well. No. All right. I guess I'll have to wait till March then, huh? Yeah. Will you be there in March? <laughs> I mean, I guess I'll put uh, it out there now. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, okay. So now now the Rangers are up to nothing. Okay. So you have you here for updates about the baseball game because I hadn't watched it or anything, you know, whatsoever. But folks it's are a learning. It's a win-win situation, right? You know, you're here for your, your vast sports knowledge. And I'm just here for basketball. <laughs> so, but all right, I'm going to take you back in time because I'm not sure we discussed this, but a few days ago, like last week and some change, okay, Big Twelve announced the preseason women's basketball poll. Okay, let's discuss. I see a certain team there at number three. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that team. Didn't that team win a championship last year? They won, won, won the women's NIT. Um, Which I guess it, is no longer going to be around. The NCAA going the other route. And, and you know, the thing is, they they made the most of the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, they did not, of course, you know, didn't make it. The, they lost their opening round game in the Big 12 championship uh, to Texas. And mm-hmm. so, you know, they really thought that they were solidly in. And even losing, they thought that they still felt pretty confident that they would be included in the NCAA tournament field. You know, that wasn't the case when when the pairings came out. Um, But when the NIT field came out, they they played every game at home. Yes, I remember Uh, that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so so they were fortunate in that regard. Um, And, you know, with this COVID year, you know, you, you, we didn't know, who, you know, who was going to come back, who was going to leave. And it turns out that four of five starters from last year are indeed back, you know, for, for this year's team. So mm-hmm. I think hence, you know, why they are sod, solidly at, at three for the preseason poll. And, you know, who's not solidly, solidly at three or in the first seven? None of the four newcomers. To the I mean, in women's hoops. I mean, <laughs> all at the bottom of. I mean, not even like sprinkled. Nope. They're yeah. They're the last four: BYU eleven, Houston twelve, Bearcats thirteen, and UCF fourteen. And BYU has an All-American candidate, Lauren Gustin. <laughs> so, and she's coming back. 
for her, her extra year. Anything surprise you in this preseason poll? Uh, maybe, um, you know, I mean, you can make a case that Iowa State is, you know, too low. That surprised me. Yep. That did surprise me, but uh, I, forgot, I forgot her name. Um, Ashley Jones. Jones, yeah. She's she's gone, finally. I'm not saying that she's like been there forever. Sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, getting buckets, being an all-American and all those, putting up those tremendous numbers. Uh, you know. But K State, Kansas, three, four, Texas number one is no surprise whatsoever. I'm gonna pull this down and get you back on the screen because when the Longhorns and Sooners leave. After this season, especially on the women's side, who do you believe? Which team will help put or keep Big 12 women's hoops relevant on the national scene? It's hard for me to project because I don't know what they have coming in, you know, as far as recruiting, transfers, um, just to know that, you know, in my crystal basketball uh, to, to know what, you know, next season, you know, 2025, 2024, you know, what that's going to look like. That's a fair answer. But what, from what you know, who do you think it will be? Is there somebody? I'll, I'll make it simple. Is there somebody? I don't know. I, I like, honestly, I don't, I have no idea. Cause I don't, you know, I don't follow, I don't follow recruiting at all. So I don't know. You know who's 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 signing uh, in the early signing period, and then you know I know that NCA has condensed the portal window. Um, you know, and even some coaches are still like that's still too long. Like, if you're leaving, you know you're leaving, and you pretty yeah. much know where you're going when you mm-hmm. leave. So all of this wooing and you know whining and dining, like yeah, I mean because and and, it, and it's it's fair because coaches need to set their rosters for the following season. So like dangling this, this carrot about, well, I might, you know, I might, I might like you. Let me see if I can get a better NIL offer, you know, so. And along that line, one of the Cavender twins decided that she's going to come back to basketball for next season. Yeah. She's going to spend this season doing whatever she decides to do. Get in shape, yeah. basketball shape. I guess Wrestling. she can still get NIL or whatever she, you know, whatever she's going to do. WWE, yeah, whatever. This question is for men's hoops, I'm assuming, from Rex32. Who is the Candace equivalent of Memphis in the Big 12? And I'm, a, I'm assuming that's rival. Would that be K-State? Like Houston's uh, rival in a- AC was Memphis. Who, does, who hates Candace? Who does Candace hate? Um, you know, if, if, if you ask Kansas, they, there is no equal, there is no peer. Um, they respect everyone, but the, the balance of historical rivalry, you know, yes, you know, K-State won, you know, last year Mm -hmm. in, in, in Manhattan, you know, but like, K-State would have to win more frequently, more consistently in order 
to consider themselves, um, well, they do consider themselves Kansas's rival. You know, but yeah, you know, from a marketing standpoint, the Dylan Sunflower showdown, in-state rivalry, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, yeah, it's there, you know, but, you know, Texas, you know, last couple of years. Um, but, you know, the fact remains that KU still wins Big 12 titles, regular season titles. So, yes. you know, so like until that changes, there's really not a concern. I mean, anybody can get up, you know, for, for one game. You know, the fact that Texas took two of three from Kansas last season, um, in, including in the in the Big 12 championship. Um, you know, it, it, there there's not one kind of on par to say, like, year in, year out, this is, you know, Kansas. You know, because, like, at the same time, like, they've kind of re – they they're breathing new life into the border showdown. So now we have this series with KU and Mizzou mm -hmm. and it, and it changes between um, at Mizzou arena in Columbia or, you know, which is where, where it was last year or um, neutral site at, at T-Mobile center, or if it's, you know, back in Lawrence at the field house. So, you know, so that the fans get, you know, excited about that. I think more so than K-State. Good points. And to be a legit rival, especially from one of the participating teams, both teams need to win, you know, so often instead of it being lopsided. I mean, it, it, you know, hope, you know, maybe it'd, it'd be good, you know, if it becomes Houston. It would. The fans would enjoy that. I'm not sure Kelvin Sampson cares in the grand scheme of things because he his goal is still to do what Coach Self has done and Coach Sampson mm -hmm. has not done is win a national championship. Mm -hmm. So that means winning six times in March. But you touched on it. Let's discuss it. KU for what seemed like forever. <laughs> like the sun shining, rising in the morning. Men's team was picked. Number one preseason poll. Right. Houston, number two. So contrast that. Women's side, all four newcomers were the bottom four. Men's side, the Houston Cougars picked number two. And even Cincinnati, 11. Oklahoma, because part of the bottom four in men's side, that's kind of surprising. Then BYU. 13 and, and UCF 14. Boy, UCF must be struggling. Women's hoops, UCF will not finish last in the Big 12. I'll just say that right now. Put it out there. Unless they have injuries that I don't know about yet. Coaching-wise, second year for Coach Messer there, they won't finish last. But your thoughts on the men's preseason poll? Anything shock you? Everybody picked Kansas number one. It's not a surprise. Yeah. No, no I mean, surprise anywhere in there? In there? Uh, you know, just the unknown with, with hugs gone, like, you know, West Virginia, like, you know, I guess, you know, nine is like, eh, okay. Um, you, you know, you thought maybe Oklahoma state could be a little bit higher. Coach Boyne's um, probably got to save his job. I, you know, I say that I, I like him a lot, but 
hey, yeah. you got to have results. You know. Yeah, you, you got to make you got to make the tournament. Yeah, which they would have one year if right. NCAA wouldn't ban them, rather than everybody giving everyone else a pass except Oklahoma State. But that's for the Cowboys fans to still be bitter about to this day. What are your thoughts on the, what is it for Kansas probation that they finally got from the three yeah, ARP three three years three years pro- probation. Um, they have to take down their final four banner uh, from was it 2017, the one in San Antonio, the mm-hmm. Dome. Um, they have to vacate the Big 12 title. Of, of, and and uh, there was a press conference held this week, and, and Bill Self says that he agrees with the not necessarily the findings, but kind of the the, the punishment mm-hmm. uh, or the enforcement of of the ruling. He said because basically, if said player didn't participate in those games, then they would not have won a Big Twelve title, and you know, so therefore those th- that comes down and, and, you know, said player, you know, was a contributing, had, had, had a nice role um, in, in the, in the final four run. And so, you know, so that comes away and, you know, also in, in it's kind of, you know, asterisk that, you know, KU had the longest consecutive active streak in NCAA tournament appearances. Well, that stops now right. because if you remove the Final Four banner, then you remove the NCAA tournament appearance um, from 2017. So, so that goes away. But and the fact that there there is no punishment to the current players or future players, which because they weren't even on the team, they were middle school, right? Essentially, you know, when this all happened. So, you know, I, I think everyone is relieved that you know there wasn't like the death penalty and there wasn't a future postseason ban kind of what happened to Oklahoma State you know because these players had nothing to do with it um and last season KU handed out their own punishment I'm not gonna say self-inflicted but they were proactive in you know coach you know Curtis Towns assistant coach Curtis Townsend and head coach Bill Self you know they were suspended to start the season and they reduced their own scholarship count you know, for multiple years. And, and so um, now that there's finally some closure after the seven year long ordeal, let's play ball. What would be considered a disappointing season at Kansas? What is the standard? <laughs> Not winning a big 12 regular season title. Yeah. That, that, like, like yeah. when they, like when they break the huddle, practice games they with the mantra of big 12 champs that's how they break the huddle that affirmation there you go rex 32 so perhaps at some point the houston cougars could uh, become big 12 champs i don't see it happening this season yeah and so i mean even like you know during during late night you know the big spectacle to, to tip off the season you know, you know, Bill Self, I mean, he can charm with the mm-hmm. best of them. And so he said, you know, last time it was, you know, having to wait so long between NCAA tournament titles. He said, you know, this one, he's like, two years sounds a lot better, <laughs> you know, so like that 
clearly tells you like what their goal is. Yeah. And, and, uh, they got a, a certain transfer to join the team mm-hmm. named, uh, predicted preseason player of the year and newcomer yeah. <laughs> of the year. Yeah. One Hunter Dickinson. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, he, he, he was the most coveted player in the, in the transfer portal. Um, a proven experienced big man, which was basically that, that was KU's weakness, you know, not having a true big man. And the fact that, that Hunter can post up, he can rebound, he can also shoot, mm-hmm. um, you know, so therefore KJ Adams doesn't have to be an undersized five, you know, he can kind of play more to his strength. I mean, because he's, he's very athletic four so he can you know not have to bang you know with with some of the true you know big men uh in in the league so you know i it, it it's a good it's a good fit and uh you know that's why ku is predicted number one in in the preseason big 12 and number one in the national polls tony m I think Tony M is multitasking because I think he's an Astros fan. So he's also chiming in, but Kansas standard, no equals. That's a kind of also, that's true, but also I dig at UH because of, that's another story. They just, you know, whatever. Um, well, but like, since we last talked, I mean, we, we did have the Dana Holgerson Bowl. Um, so mm-hmm. So with that, spectacular finish and win like has the temperature cooled off at all not really tony m tony can't answer that question willie gibson and i on the previous show episode mm-hmm. 112 finished off and willie came up with the cougars going six and six this season hey bowl eligible six and six according to ad chris pesman count as a successful season in his it's not a eyes. losing season. But for the first year in the Big 12, Chris Pesman said at Football Media Day in July that that would be a success, going 6-6. Six and six. Yes, that is bowl eligible. Mm-hmm. Willie Gibson, also Tony, much to Tony's disappointment, but Willie also said that's a possible scenario because just because you're 6-6 six and six does not mean you're going to a bowl. You just You are eligible for bowl games. But Will said, what about, what about this? A five and seven Colorado Mm -hmm. or a six and six Houston? Whoever that bowl is would pick the five and seven Colorado. But the thing is, there are so many bowls now. 42 of them, right? Something like that. (laughs) That you're, that, that they're taking five and seven teams. Because they, I mean, they have, they have to. I mean, they're not making any money off of it. But I mean, and that's the thing. It's just, it's, it's watered down now, to where, you know, you're taking teams that have losing records. And like, how yes. are you, how are you rewarding mediocrity? That that's why, one of the reasons why I, I'm so, really done was done with college football. Mm-hmm. There's, there's too many bowls, mm-hmm. and honestly. College Division One college football is the only college sport I think 
where, what is it now, 42 teams, 41 teams can say we won the last game of the season that they played because they got 42 bowls. <laughs> hey, mm -hmm. we, we could all say we were number one. We we won our last game. Who yeah, wasn't saying that? On a, on a high note. You know, so that's just weak. But Rex yeah. is... Everybody gets a participation medal. That's what it, you know, that plus the invitation for of the CFP, what it used to be, mm -hmm. where you didn't even have to win your division in your conference in order to get invited to participate in the, you know, I'm just like, seriously, and y'all are okay with this, fans? Y'all are, no. But I think Rex. I mean, but I mean, really, really the true value of it, um, you know, and then, and then now, not only is it watered down because there's so many bowl games, but those highly projected draft picks decide not to play. If you're not, yes. if you're not, you know, in the CFP, mm -hmm. you have so many guys who are just like, I'm going to start training for the combine because combines in February. Right. Yep. You know, drafts, drafts in April. So like, why would you run the risk of playing in, in a bowl game? That means nothing. For and the I, sake of, for the I, sake of having, yeah. and you know, and don't say like, oh, he quit on his team. It's, it's, it's one more bowl game or whatever. You get a swag bag, you know, but the value for the underclassmen and for coaches and for the programs is to have all of those extra practice days, Yes, which is a springboard into spring ball. So, I mean, yes. there's, there's value in that being able to install being able to give guys who had, you know, heavy workload taper off a lot of the guys who didn't play much or who redshirted allow them to get some reps and it just, it helps them and, and from a development standpoint. So I think there's value in that, but as far as the actual game itself to where said sponsor or said host city is giving away blocks of tickets to the community, mm -hmm just to fill the stands or sections of the stadium. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Or, or put tarps over just so you can't see right. empty seats. Another question for you. Are there any student <laughs> chants or traditions at KU basketball games? <laughs> Are they rehearsed or is it natural occurring? Oh yeah. There's, there's, there's lots, oh, you yeah. know, <laughs> um, traditions. So starting, starting lineups, you know, are introduced. The, the the daily cans and newspaper um you know comes out and then so they'll they'll tear them up and they'll hold them up in front of their faces when the other team is being introduced once ku is introduced blah 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 da, 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 then they throw it all up in the air like confetti and it's just you know so i, I you know i feel sorry for you know those who have to clean up the field house um you know Spirit Squad and, and the band and pep, pep band and everything, and then um, towards the end of the game, when inevitably you know KU is winning, they start the rock chop chant, and it's mm -hmm. very haunting. It, you know, it's, it's just you know very. It's like a slow dirge. You know, it's like rock chop Jayhawk go KU. You know, and that's just kind of how they serenade. The opposing losing team. Yeah, that was famous. I wonder would I get in trouble if I played audio of that on on one of my shows? <laughs> I don't know. 
I, I, I have no copyright of it. So, I mean, like, you're, you're not offending me, but, you know. May, may put to the, to the test at some point. Uh, but, hey, and see, folks are learning about Kenitra Pulliams, even though she's been on a few episodes of Folks Talking Sports, including episode 100, but also on episodes of the lunch break before it was the Houston Rombard takeover on Thursdays because she knows her sports. She knows her stuff. And we did a, what do you want to say, our radio appearance together. We discussed that a while ago as well. So yes, she's kind enough to join me when I give her enough notice. <laughs> we can fit it into her, her busy schedule. And I always appreciate you for taking time to join me. I am kind of bummed that I won't see you this Tuesday or Wednesday. But leading up to it. When are you heading in? Are you heading in Tuesday or heading in Monday? I'll be there late Monday, early Tuesday. So you want to call it. So, but yes, I will be there Tuesday morning to see Commissioner Brett Yormark talk to the media. Yes. Because he's not talking to the media on Wednesday. What are your thoughts on that? Deciding just to, talk, to speak one day, not both, and the day he chose is on, on Women's Hoops Day. I I don't claim to know what's inside of the man's head, so I'm I'm sure there's method to the madness. Would you lean toward the possibility of he wants to generate some attention for women's basketball? I I, I mean I you know I could I could definitely see it. I mean. You know, now that it's moving from Municipal Auditorium over to T-Mobile Center, I mean, you know, that's that's a big deal. Um, I'm not I'm not sure. You know, why why not? I mean, I guess he just figures he'll have a state of the conference address and, and do, you know do it one time, as opposed to you know making himself available both days because you know you know maybe he figures that. You know the media that comes in for one will. I, I, you know, maybe he has something else planned. Maybe he's heading west to talk to Gonzaga. I don't. You know, who knows? See there, CKP, great minds think alike. Because that's where I was going with my next question. I want to get your thoughts on the Zag rumors discussions to the Big Twelve. As we discussed this a while ago, mm-hmm. and then at that time he was really a minority of one. Mm-hmm. He's pushing this move. I'm not sure how much has changed if it's not a minority of two if, or if it's just him still pushing getting Gonzaga to join the Big 12. But what are your thoughts on it? I mean, why not? My thing is, why not? You could kind of treat it like Notre Dame football. You know, you don't have conference affiliation, but you play those marquee games. USC, Notre Dame, mm-hmm. you know, yesterday. You could do it like that because the fact that Gonzaga doesn't have football. And mm-hmm. if, if the one of the driving forces in, in expansion is the football dollar, like it doesn't make sense to, to bring a private school in for primarily basketball purposes. Yes. And I don't really know much about Gonzaga women's basketball. They're, they're good. 
consistently they're good. Yes. You know, but, you know, West Coast Conference, you know, I, I, you know, I just, but I mean, it, it makes a more appealing travel partner for Utah, for Colorado, for BYU. I'm sure those on the East Coast, namely West Virginia, mm-hmm. like what, like what, what is the appeal? Like, hey, I mean, especially like the Olympic sports, the soccer's, the volleyball. Like, you know, having a Thursday game. Let's fly to Spokane from Morgantown. Mm-hmm. Let's go from Orlando. You know, for for a, a midweek series to Spokane. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I wonder, and I'm just putting it out there, what changed for him to resume his push for Gonzaga to join now if he's received some different numbers from state, from a net, from Fox, ESPN, whatever, to, to do this, to resume the talks? Or he, he's heard that the Big East is maybe going to invite Gonzaga to join. I don't know. Because he's still a standing alone. Yeah. Financially, I mean, it doesn't I mean, make I, sense. You know, and, and I guess, you know, now with the all, you know, the sound of taps playing over the Pac-12. Um, and what is it going to be? Pac-2. I mean, yeah. so it just, you know, geographically. And so don't don't sit here and give me the story about the mental wellness and well-being of student athletes that's our priority it's not don't sit here and lie because you're not worried about the student athletes <laughs> you're worried about what these athletes can make as far as these as as the tv contracts go because it you know it, it doesn't make sense i mean yes you're bringing in utah and colorado and byu arizona you know you're so you're bringing in geographically other schools from from that area but this whole conference expansion realignment like smu going to the acc like and 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 paying for it (laughs) right Right. like please take me please like me please be my friend like please i'm not begging anybody um you know and usc i just you know Let's get rid of, and then like, because then the names mean absolutely nothing. Right. Atlantic Coast Conference means absolutely nothing. Big Ten, you know, you have six, you know, SEC. I mean, not that Texas A&M is in the Southeast by any means, because you're a former Southwest Conference member, Um, you know, and then you, you know, and then you bring in Texas and, and Oklahoma, Oklahoma, like, so it's 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 only a conference name and name only. It, right. There's not really a, a geographical. It's not even adequate. You know, it's just kind of it's it's a misnomer. But like, like whatever. What's in a name? Well, you know that's why I refer to them as student assets. And I I cringe when I hear non-school people mm-hmm. because I understand why the. The employees have to push that narrative, student athletes. Mm-hmm. But if you're in media, and you don't work for the school. Don't tell it. Oh, come on, yeah. just refer to them as athletes, college 
athletes, whatever, but the student athletes, you're not being paid to say that. I mean, come on, you know. Participants. That, that's what they are. You know, we don't call them pawns, but, you know, that was really say the quiet part out loud. But anyway, Gonzaga, you know, bring in UConn for basketball. I'm all mm -hmm. for that too. Because mm -hmm. when UConn was part of Houston's conference and- Hey, at least, UConn, at least UConn has football. Well, that That's true. And there was some concern. UConn beat Rice here in Houston. I saw that game. Yeah. Oh, boy, that was something. Um, I mean, and like, you know, I think, you know, UConn, at least, at, least on the, at least on the basketball side, very attractive. I mean, yeah. football, football is serviceable. So the football the question is, could their success be long term? Mm, can, can you sustain? I mean, but can, I mean. You could ask but that I mean, about. honestly, I say that by UH. <laughs> you could ask you know, that, yeah, you could ask, there's a lot of teams you could ask that about. Yeah. Like, what, like, but I mean, as you said, six and six, that's good enough. Um, I mean, there's a lot of teams that would, if you're perennial, perennially a bowl eligible team, that's extra and, revenue. And, and that's, and that's your standard being bowl eligible, not winning conference championships, not yeah. reaching the CFP and the soon-to-be-expanded CFP, yeah. then you'd be, hey, hey, we're hey, going to a bowl. Yeah, but hey, bowl eligible, and then you flirt, you know, every now and then with eight wins. You know, we're going to, to the TikTok Bowl or 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 the Tic-Tac-Toe Bowl. Oh, or like, let's see, let's, let's see. So now the, so two weeks ago, um, you know, I just like to look at, you know, who's credentialed to it, to, you know, for games and mm -hmm. who's in the media, in the press box. So there were representatives from the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Really? I had not heard of that one. Okay. Pop-Tarts Bowl. So Pop-Tarts Bowl, formerly known as the Cheez-It Bowl. Ah, okay. I've heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So you're, you're, you know, so your title sponsor, now Pop-Tarts. 34th wow. year of said bowl. It's it the, the the host committee is basically the Citrus Bowl, so it's it's in Orlando. But from this this will be the first year, so I guess the winning coach instead of getting doused with cheese, it's will get doused with like mini frosted brown cinnamon sugar pop tarts. Well, that's why strawberry. It'll be something interesting there, but okay. But I mean, yeah, yeah, so that that matches uh, ACC versus Big Twelve. See, that's why you're here on the show. I did not know that tie-in, but yeah. It, yeah. I, think, I, think, I want to say the game is December 28th, I think, is when that game is played. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for that. I'll be in basketball mode. <laughs> All right. Will, chiming in as Will knows. He's sure Rutgers women's softball looking forward to midweek Newark flights to Seattle. Yeah. And of course, Kanitra. The discussion or the suggestion of SMU using the city of Dallas as the hub for the ACC schools to travel to for neutral site conference games. Give me a break. So this, let's not have home field advantage or any sport. Not, just because you can do some things doesn't mean you should do something. I mean, I mean, that's that's kind yeah. of like, you know, every so often. Um, Gonzaga playing in Seattle instead of Spokane. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 wondering if anyone in Big Twelve shed a tear with Stanford defeating Colorado. Because Colorado could be the bell cow in football going forward next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's some whispers right now just about kind of a I mean, because we saw that you know Colorado opened the season you know at TCU. Mm-hmm. There's already whispers about Colorado versus Kansas in a bowl game. Why not Colorado versus Houston in a bowl game? Huh. Of course, Houston has to get to a bowl game and become bowl eligible but that that would be something to see because i wonder which side the kook fans the friends the, the non-friends of dana holgerson would be rooting for <laughs> coach prime would they be rooting for dana <laughs> so on that note we're going to wrap it up episode 113 of folks hawker sports with miss oh yes one of the things that i wanted to discuss how how was the the event, the Kansas tip off for basketball, men's, women's basketball? How'd it go? Was it well attended? Was it sold out? Always. Boy, it must be nice. Because, I mean, because the thing is, it's free. So like, <laughs> and <laughs> well, well, because it, it's so hard during the season to get a ticket. The only the, the your best bet to get a ticket during the season is during the holidays, during semester break when the students are gone. And okay. even then, there aren't. It's not. You don't see empty empty spaces. Um, it's it's a. You see a lot more families, a lot of younger kids, like school age, elementary school kids, because that's the their only chance. Because they can sit in the student section, because those students, especially the out of state students, mm-hmm. you know, aren't aren't in Lawrence. Um, but you know, late night it's free. Um, like the fan fest, and then of course you have you have the Rick Ross concert. Um, it was also the same. It was the night before KU inducted Nick Reed and uh, Tony Sands into the KU football ring of honor. You know, so Tony Sands is from Florida. So he actually introduced Rick Ross. Like, like they go back some years. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah. And so, you know, you have the Rick Ross concert and, you know, you have the, you know, you have the pirate and, and of course the renovations at Allen Fieldhouse. So, the smoke and the lights and the lasers and you know it was it had it had a concert vibe so you know and you get to you get to meet the players for the first time and you know it was it was entertaining and you know it was friday night and so yeah everybody's ready and i did kind of reach out to someone at uh hoops Coach Kelvin Sampson is not averse to having an event like this. Okay. I'll just put it like that. I mean, they had plans for something similar, but not quite on this level. In in conjunction with the women? Ooh, well, no, I didn't bring that part up. I mean, I should no. have. <laughs> Maybe I should have. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, in this yeah. day and age of Title IX, yeah. let's be yeah. fair. Okay, so I'll, let me go back to the drawing board on that one then. But it'd be fair for them as well, especially if it's free, so fans could see both you know, players from both teams. Mm-hmm. I'll work on it. I need to go back to ESPN Plus and watch late night to 
to see Rick Ross. Well, see, here's, well, that, here's that the part's thing. not on there, though, is it right? Exactly. Yeah. That's that. You That's know, right. In years past, they've televised the three-hour event. This year, the only thing that was televised were the scrimmages. Okay. So just because with the skits and, you know, with this, that, and and the other, there's a lot of copyright music that can't okay. be broadcast. So you have, to, you have to get clearance. And so that's why it was just, it was just a scrimmage. So. Yeah. You mentioned that the last time you were here and I was like, yeah, I forgot about that, but yeah. Okay. Well, but I mean, one day, but I mean, there were enough people with phones that you can, you can go sure. on YouTube and find it. Sure. Good point. Another good point brought up as always. But I mean, like, so, um, it was a great supportive showing at the Fertitta Center this weekend. Sold out crowd. For volleyball, yeah. It was. What, 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 what did I read? The largest crowd for any UH women's sporting event in history? Yes. Yes. So, like, and that's... It, it's that's a step in the right direction. Material. Yes. And that wasn't for women's basketball. But... Baby steps. We there you go. Baby steps. See now we're getting to what we do. You not discussed last time. What artist? Rex. I you know. See, Rex is becoming a regular a contributor to the show, so he's 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 learning how we think. But these names we brought up <laughs> last time, Kanisha was on the show. UGK. I'm, <laughs> I'm not. That's not going to happen. <laughs> that's not, that was not going to happen. But uh, Lizzo. I'm all for getting Megan Stallion on. I'd have to like, you know, try to, I'll just be clean, keep people clean because Will's watching, he'd get me in trouble. But hey, aiming high. You know, of course, Lizzo went to UH too, so has that connection but I mean, as well. But, they, but I mean, but that's the thing. Rick Ross didn't go to KU. Snoop right. didn't go to KU. Shaq didn't go to KU. Like, Run DMC didn't. I'm like, so that, so you don't necessarily have to have well, I'm thinking like they think. The administration, they, they're just not bright. They're not forward thinking, can you true? If the, if the check is big enough, they will come. Which is another issue. <laughs> you know, but hey. <clears throat> uh, let me see. Regarding UConn, UH women's game, no. Because volleyball, I don't know the number. I'd have to look and see. But got to be four or 5,000 volleyball Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Women's game for UConn was like 3,000. 3,000 to see. And in that 3,000, I think one of the games, Houston led at the end of the first quarter. Hey. And then it got waxed the rest of the game. But that first quarter was was memorable. And I think so much so, folks like, is this the first time UConn has trailed at the end of the first quarter all year? And I think it was. <laughs> it was like 10 to 8, something like that. Hey. See, Tony knows right here. They need to hide, hire the right people. You know, I, I volunteered years ago. Some of my friends have volunteered years ago. We, we applied for positions over there. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. And now I have this platform to say what I want to say. So how you like me now? So, Petra, thank you again. As always, for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your knowledge with the fans, the audience. I think you got some new uh, supporters and admirers. 
So we come back again at some point. When's your next assignment for Big 12 now on ESPN Plus? And for those who don't know, yes, she is on, on Big 12 now on ESPN Plus. And yes, you can subscribe to that if you don't already have it. I got links on my website. You can, you can get it. And yes, the price has gone up <laughs> as of October 12th. But still, get ESPN Plus, get the bundle, whatever. If you want to see Kanitra pregame, postgame for hoops, yeah. correct? Yep, that's correct. Um, KU football is on a bye this week um, after the loss. So hopefully that's extra week to get Jalen Daniels healthy. Because um, as it stands right now, Jason Bean has started more games than Jalen Daniels um this season so after the after after the loss to oklahoma state yesterday by week this week and then they get ready for homecoming against oklahoma who did that (laughs) my goodness who yeah who scheduled that for homecoming my oh my but i mean it's you know block block party on friday and wow well shock the world Hey, you can do that, okay? But I mean, you know, you know, you UH know, has a, has a, you know, where's 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 our where's our friend Andy? Andy's he's probably watching Astros or 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 he's uh, making his lessons plans for students tomorrow. Okay, well, I mean, I, yeah. I do remember his prediction for the game coming up Saturday. Oh yes, and he's stuck with it. He is sticking with it. He still guarantees that UH football will beat the Longhorns this Saturday. And. Sell, sellout crowd? It is, yes, it is a it is a sellout. I'm curious to see how many of those fans will be wearing orange, burnt puke orange. It's not or puke. It, it is to me because I don't like the long words. Texas, um, Texas tan. Same thing, puke, Texas tan. It, it's the same thing. Um, Cougar Red, she's, KP keeps me grounded. That's why she's on the show. She keeps me grounded. And I respect her for that. And I appreciate it. But not when it comes to that burnt orange color. But yes, he still says it's going to be a guaranteed Cougar win. And if, if by some miracle, the Cougs win Saturday, Andy can talk to talk noise trash to me for the rest of his life. <laughs> he he can. He's not really that kind of guy, right? Because that's more my speed than his. But he's gonna have to learn. If that happens this Saturday, I'll take him to dinner somewhere as well. But if but I'm not worried about it though, Kanitra. I have, <laughs> you're not you're I, not reaching into your pocket. <laughs> nope. I have no doubt in my mind. I'm, no, not gonna happen. But yes, for those who are new to the Houston Round Bar of You YouTube channel, one time, Andiana's guaranteed it. You love this KP. Guaranteed. He guaranteed it. So we <laughs> shall see if he's right. The better so not, so outright win not just cover no no outright win okay yes longhorns are now i think 22 point favorite but no andy said the houston will win the game so yeah i mean look at what the jets did today look at what the browns did today right willie gibson he was there and but rex giving tossing out ideas rex I'm not worried. I'm not going to have to spend a dime on this prediction for Andy. Then it's not happening. The game may be over at halftime. Okay. Longhorns coming off a loss to the Sooners. 
and a bye week, and they saw Houston score points, they're not going to take Houston for granted. No, no. They're not looking past this team at all, man. No. And it's their first time, and I'm sure the older alums have told them stories about Houston Stadium and all the issues. Oh, no. They're going to be motivated big time to run over the Cougars on Saturday. Hey, I hope I'm wrong. I just don't believe I'm going to be wrong. <laughs> okay. See, Tony knows. He knows. If he was in Vegas, put a little money on uh, just in case. Taking the points, though. The, yeah, the, yeah. Define that's different. A, define a little money. Yeah, Tony's got money. He's being, he's being modest. But no. Longhorns, my prediction, the Longhorns will cover the spread. That's Yes, I'm not even taking the Cougs into points. The Longhorns will cover. So it's 22 right now. Might be 24, 25 by Saturday. Horns by 27 or, or, or more. They might get tired. <laughs> but, hey, if I'm wrong, I wouldn't mind being wrong. Just don't see it happening, though. Okay, when's your next assignment on Big 12 now? Uh, it'll be, it'll, yeah, it'll be, it'll, it'll be the homecoming game against Oklahoma. All right. What time is that? Is it a night game? Have it, they'll, they'll probably announce it tomorrow because usually, you know, it's kind of that 14, 14, 10 day, 14 day window. Um, so, I mean, I know for some reason the conference or the TV partners love scheduling Oklahoma at 11 a.m. Um, Heck, Oklahoma hosts Cincinnati this Saturday on ABC. 11. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I think I think that's their either the third or fourth eleven a.m. this season, um, but I mean you know as opposed to Coach Prime who hates the you know the eight thirty kickoffs which you know don't blame him, um, but yeah KU hasn't had an eleven o'clock yet, so that'd be bad for homecoming though. But mm. I mean I, I see you know two thirty three two thirty three o'clock is what I anticipate. Fair enough. Well, good luck to him. Because they're going to need it. But uh, you'll do a great job with your pregame show and yeah. postgame too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, because basically, you know, with, with a win, you know, bowl eligibility. Yeah. Yep. And for those who don't know, I think I mentioned to her, Kanitra and her postgame show was part of the inspiration for Andy and I to have our post-game show, Let's Rage Kooks. So thank KP if you are a fan of Let's Rage Kooks. So, Miss Williams, thank you again. I think I said like five times now before we wrap up here on, the, on this edition. My pleasure. Of talking sports. How can folks find you on Twitter? X. X whatever you want to call it. On, Musk. On, on X. Um, I am not... I have not, I will not pay to be blue checkmark verified. But as of right now, I'm on there at K Pulliams. Excellent. So go follow her there on that platform. Everyone, thank you again for watching. Those of you watched both editions of FTS tonight, salute to you. And Tuesday, watch the Houston Round Bar View YouTube channel because I will be coming from Kansas City. You you do you on live? We'll see. Who knows? Ah, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday, we'll see how 
how I feel. You know, I won't, you know, yeah, we'll see. I'll try to make it happen. Some might be from the hotel. I don't know, whatever. But something from Kansas City, women's basketball. If you haven't seen it, my, I did my interview, I interviewed Miss Brooke Weisbrod on Friday. So salute to her. I try to do a little bit of everything here on this channel. Got the platform, got the technology. So that's part of what makes the Round Bar of You unique. Everyone, thank you for your time. Spread the word about the show, the channel, the Houston Round Bar Review. And as always, keep in mind, remember this, since 1994, the Houston Round Bar Review, local name, global perspective. Take care. Peace.